and thank you again for joining me. This is Nathan Working, and this is the Fathom with Nathan podcast. Today is March 19th, 2022. It's a Saturday here in uh, sunny and beautiful Florida. And um, so I just had a really cool experience with the Lord this morning. Um, This will probably be a little bit shorter episode. And, um, but it's just so beautiful how the Lord is so fully committed to us. And I know that there are many times in our lives as believers that we sense his commitment and strength and closeness to us. And then there's other times we feel like, God, are you even listening? But this morning was one of those instances where the Lord instantly replied. We know that he always listens. That's what the scriptures say. We're his sons and daughters. He listens to his children. He wants us to talk to him. But there's also those times where he sees it as almost urgent, almost immediately beneficial that the prayer is answered right in that moment. And that's one of those things that happened to me this morning. Just to give a little background. um, So it's the year 2022, back in uh, 2017, I believe it was in June. And I've spoken about this before, but there was a morning where the Lord spoke to me for almost like an hour and a half straight. And I could hardly keep my, hardly keep my notes (laughs) <laughs> going, um, I, my hand could barely keep up with, with the things that God was telling me as I was trying to write things down. Uh, two of the phrases that he gave me that morning, um, were I am life in me. You will find the hope that you need. And that's something that the Lord gave me that I've, that he has spoken to me time and time and time again, like his, his very life, he is life and his very life is what sustains me. And my, our hope is in him. But there was this second phrase that has really stuck out to me, but I've never really gone deeper into. And I think when God speaks things that there's the immediate impact of what he does, there's a long-term impact of what he does, but there's also a depth that he can provide with the words that he speaks to us that are available to us if we actually seek him out and ask him. Somewhat similar to the parables that he spoke, you know, the parables when Jesus spoke them, for some people, they were just stories. For some people, they were just a, a reason to to not listen to Jesus because they didn't make sense. And then for others, those that had good soil, as the scriptures say, they would hear the word, they would hear uh, what Jesus said, and then they would inquire about it. There was this um, sense that they wanted to know more. And because they wanted to know more, and they asked Jesus to understand what the parables meant, then Jesus would explain what the parables meant, but he wanted to he wanted it to be in a in a manner in which those that were hungry, those who wanted to hear, were the ones that actually heard the true essence of the parable that he spoke. So just because God speaks something doesn't mean you're going to receive the fullness of what it is. You may still need to spend time and to ask the Lord about those words and to ask for greater insight and revelation. In other words, Lord, what what did you fully mean when you said this to me? Instead of just receiving it at face value and and the impact that it has on you with that face value, which is good and has its importance, um, kind of brewing over and stewing over that, that word that God gives you in a manner in which you give time and you give space for the Lord to begin to, um, more fully explain what he's saying. So that's something that happened this morning. I was saying, Lord, you know, I'm, I've really received a lot from what you've given me with this phrase, I am life. In me, you will find the hope that you need. And then that was a time in my life where things were going very negatively out of my control. And it, and it ended up changing the direction of my entire family. 
Uh, but the Lord sustained me and that's why he spoke those things. But I felt in my heart that this phrase that he gave me was something that I, I, I wanted to understand more. It was such an impactful statement. such a big statement, something I'd never heard before. And that statement was this, excuse me. This is what the Lord told me in that same morning. This is the oath that I have committed to you my whole self. That's a big statement. I've, I've never heard anyone talk like that ever. Um, and so I felt like that there was something to that statement that he was giving me that I, that, that was giving me an opportunity to actually know him deeper and to know him better and yet to experience the fullness of what that phrase meant to me in a broader way. So that's what I was praying about this morning. I was like, Lord, I really want to know what this means. I, I want that other phrase to continue and to, to, to be what you mean it to be. But I want this phrase now. I want to understand what this phrase means to me. And the same ha- can happen for you if the Lord speaks to you. That's what you can do. You just spend time with him and you let him unpack it for you. So I'm just praying for a greater revelation of him and a greater relationship with him. And, and I don't want to just know words. I want to know what he means because I want to know him better, not just know the words that he speaks to me better, just so I can get something out of it for myself. But I want to have a deeper relationship with him, a deeper understanding of who he is so that I can absorb the words so that I can love him better, so that I can love others better. So I was doing that this morning and I was praying, like I said, and I said, Lord, I want to understand this better. And that phrase again is this, this is the oath that I have committed to you my whole self. That's what God said to me. He was saying he was committed to me, but it was a promise. So I was like, Lord, I want to pray. And so Hebrews 6 pops in my mind. And I don't remember what is in Hebrews chapter 6. I don't remember the content, not even a category of what's in Hebrews 6. Um, I understand the general theme of Hebrews, but I didn't remember the exact theme of chapter 6. So I begin reading chapter 6 in my Bible. I'm going through and it's really good. And I'm like, okay, this is good. And I'm just kind of keeping my heart open to whatever the Lord wants to give me. And then I begin to read verse nine. And then verse nine is where I have to turn the page to go to the next page. So uh, Hebrews six, verse nine says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case. And as soon as I flip the page over, to read the rest of chapter six, I had written on the top of that chapter in my own handwriting, that exact phrase that God had spoken to me many years ago. That phrase that I wrote down was this, this is the oath that I have committed to you, my whole self. I had no idea in my mind that I had written that down in this chapter, in Hebrews chapter six. Yet I had just been praying that the Lord would reveal a greater understanding of his phrase to me. So the Lord said, yep, I'm gonna answer that prayer. Go to Hebrews chapter six. So I go to his word, I read his word, and I continue in the study of his word with my heart being open. And then he reminds me of something that I've written down next to his word. And then that's what this passage is actually about. So it wasn't just something that I wrote down that the Lord confirmed that was important to him, that was important to me. What what was even beyond that was this. That's what the actual passage in Hebrews is actually about. The passage in Hebrews is about God's oath to Abraham. So I'm going to continue to read this so you have the full context. And then I think it would be great for whoever's listening to take this and to um, dwell on the concept of God's oath and his promise and his character. Here's what the scriptures say. I'm going to reread verse 9. 
says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. That's what I was praying about this morning, that we'd have a greater realization of what he's saying. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. And then he even goes into greater depth here in chapter 6, starting in verse 13. He says, when God made his promise to Abraham, this is so good. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself, saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. God promised that to Abraham. So verse 15. And so after waiting patiently, and we know Abraham had to wait a very long time. He was very old. Abraham received what was promised. Did Abraham give up? No, he didn't give up. Did he make mistakes? Yes, he made mistakes. But did God still fulfill what he promised to Abraham? Absolutely. Verse 16, people swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised. He confirmed it with an oath. O-A-T-H, oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take Hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Not just encouraged, but greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So not only did God fulfill his promise to Abraham to give him many descendants, he brought forth through Abraham an heir to fulfill a bigger promise of a coming Messiah. So our hope is not just in the fact that God can keep his word. Our hope is in the fact that God keeps his word in so many facets, in so many ways, in so many areas of our life that he um, goes above and beyond what is even imaginable to fulfill in our life and for us and for the word for the world what is his will god fulfilled his oath to abraham and god fulfilled his oath that he promised to himself basically in his own word because no one can no one can promise something greater than god can that's what his oath is it's a confirmation it's a it's a declaration of a promise that is immovable and that is going to be fulfilled and so when god spoke that phrase to me many years ago Back in 2017, about five years ago, he said, This is the oath that I have committed to you, my whole self. That's such an amazing statement. God is saying he's not only promised to me, meaning also to you. If you're a believer, he's promised the same thing to you. If you're a believer, this is the oath that he's promised to you, that he's committed to you, his whole self. If we would but let ourselves give the Lord the time and the space to speak and to breathe um, out of the scriptures, to breathe into our spirit, we would receive so much satisfaction and so much peace and security that that we would not have to worry about what happens at work or or what happens to the kids or or what happens in the world with you know what's going on. Our security can increase and increase and increase and increase and be pushed out so far out so that these circumstances do not impede on our ability to trust in the Lord. And he's committed 
that he does this for us, we need to be willing to submit to his commitment to us. It's not the other way around. We don't commit to God and hope he's committed. We submit to God and we receive his commitment to us. And then we follow up in our commitment to him because we believe him at his word. So I want to leave that with you and uh, encourage you. Let yourself be given to time with the Lord. Let yourself be given to hearing his voice, hunger for his voice and hunger and thirst for, for him. Go after him. Go after him like like you do food. Go after him greater than you do rest. Go after him greater than you do financial security. Go after him greater than you do promotion or whatever you want in your own marriage. Go after him greater than all these categories. He will show up in such a sustainable and powerful and new and revelatory way that you could not help but give in to this kind of love. But do we want to hear? Are we hungry? Do we want to, Do we want him? Forget about all the other things in the past that have kept you from him or that you believe that are keeping you from him right now. Give yourself, lend yourself to his ear. Lend yourself to believe that he will speak to you. He will. And he wants to spend time with you. He enjoys you. He wants to spend time with you. Just give him a little bit of time every day. And then then it'll start to become a little bit more and a little bit more. Lord, we just thank you that you're able to speak anything that you want to speak. I pray you, you cause this message to go out so that people can hear it and people can be encouraged that you are a God of commitment. You are not like the world. We are not replaceable. Lord, I thank you that your son died for us. Give us this opportunity of hearing the Father's voice and hearing your spirit. And I pray your people begin to hear your voice. Little children, elderly people, Lord, men and women, Lord, people that have never heard your voice before would hear it. They would submit unto your love. They would submit unto your promises and your protection, your oath in Jesus' name. Again, thank you so much for listening to Fathom with Nathan. And I appreciate your time. Please share this if it was an encouragement to you. And um, God bless. Thanks so much.